Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. Today our scripture comes from Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 10. This is Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 10. Let's give our attention to the reading of God's holy words. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You all may be seated. Let us pray. And so, Lord, we do pray. We pray for your goodness and grace. We pray for your wisdom that, Lord, we may know you and that we may come to you with trust that, Lord, you have called us um, to, to bear one another's burdens. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Um, probably many of you in this room are familiar with a band by the name of Simon and Garfunkel. Um, you may uh, remember them and and there's a, a song that they had, some of you again may remember, called I Am A Rock. Um, and, and I want to share some of the lyrics with you because I think it's unfortunately true of some of us. This is what they, they sing. I've built walls, a fortress deep and mighty that none may penetrate. I have no need of friendship. Friendship causes pain. It's laughter and it's loving. I disdain. I am a rock. I am an island, and a rock feels no pain, and an island never cries. And maybe there's some of you who, who feel that way today, that you, you, say, you feel that you're a rock or an island. You want to you live your life in such a way that you feel no pain. And this is sort of the way that sometimes we, we can live our lives, is that we can isolate ourselves from other people is that we can stand away from people and, and believe that, that I have to be strong enough for everything. And if something happens to me, I have to be this rock that cannot be shaken, that cannot be moved. We desire to be considered rocks when, in fact, that's not something that Jesus asked us to. And so we, we are people who tend to hold our pain and our difficulties and our struggles and our burdens to ourselves. And so as I often do, I ask, why do we do that? Why do we as people, why do we struggle to be generous with our burdens? If if, if we're called to bear one another's burdens, and if if often we can say to people, it's the people around us who carried us during these difficult times, why do we struggle 
to be generous with our burdens in community. And I think the first reason is, and as often it is the first reason for a lot of things, is pride. Um, And part of the reason for pride is that we don't want to bother other people. We think that we can handle it ourselves or that we should handle it ourselves. And there are probably some people in this room who you've gone through something, all right? There are probably some people in this room who, like, you went to the hospital and you didn't tell anybody. And, and, and because you were like, well, I'd, I'd bother somebody. And, and then when, when your family found out or when your you know, Sunday school class found out, they said, tell us if you're in the hospital because, because we want to be there with you. And so that's what happens. Sometimes we, 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 we have pride because we don't want to bother other people. We feel like we can handle it ourselves. But that's not what we're called to do. In fact, we are called to share our burdens Sometimes we, we don't share, we're not generous with our burdens because we're afraid, because of fear. Um, because we are worried about what might happen if we do it. Um, I, I'm guessing everybody in this room has been hurt or betrayed by somebody else. Is that maybe you told a, a friend at some point in time a, a secret or something that happened in your life and, and, then, and then it came back on you in a negative way. Maybe somewhere in, in your story, you were, you were married, but then you got divorced, and ever since then, you've struggled to really share with somebody else. Maybe you, you grew up in a household in which it wasn't encouraged to share your feelings, um, and so you just learned to just swallow everything because you were afraid of what happened. And that one time you tried to share it, anger came back at you, and you said, I'm never sharing this again. And so maybe you're afraid to share what's going on with your heart and with your life. But I think probably the other reason why we often struggle to share is because of shame. Because we are embarrassed because of what we've done. We're embarrassed because we're in the situation that we're in. We're embarrassed if people really knew my secret, if they really knew what was going on, I would be afraid. And so there are some of you who've carried in burdens today. You've carried in secrets that, that, that have worn you down and you walked into this room and you're praying to God that nobody would ever find out because you'd be so embarrassed and so ashamed. And I want to say that this is not who God wants you to be, is that our God is not a God of shame. He does not use that. There, there is conviction, there's repentance, but he's not here to shame or to condemn. He's here to shine light into darkness and bring hope to where that is. And so I'm just assuming today that all of you brought burdens in today that you are hesitant to share, that there are things in your heart, in your life, in your mind, in your story that you are hesitant to bring into community and to be generous with your burdens. And so what happens is is that we isolate ourselves and and we live lives trying to be these strong people that we think we should be, and instead we're ruining ourselves. Loneliness is rampant in our world today. Um, I, earlier this fall, I, I preached a sermon series called Disconnected, where we, we talked about um, loneliness and some groups of people who are prone to, to loneliness. But one of the things that I said then is, is that one in four people say they have zero confidants, that they have zero people that they really feel that they can trust and rely on, all right? A quarter of the people feel that way. And sometimes the people who we perceive to be the strongest are actually struggling with unknown burdens that have weighed them down. And I don't know about you, but, but whenever I have a, a burden that, that, that is inside of me that I need to, to share, anxiety and, and other things sort of stir, stir up, and I don't become the kind of person I want to be. 
that the more weight I'm carrying, the less I can be present and be with other people. And so we weren't created to be these rocks, uh, these islands, but instead we were created for community. And, 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 and just a, a quick kind of glance over the Bible, we'll see that community is such a big part of our story. At the very beginning with Adam and Eve, what does it say about Adam, what did it say about Adam when he was created? It said, it is not good for man to be alone. At the very beginning, one of the first things it says is that it's not good for us to be alone. You, you continue and, and you go a little further in the story, and I think about Noah. And Noah didn't build the ark by himself, but he had his family with him. Um, when, when God started the world over again, sort of in, in the story of Noah, he started with a family. Abraham, who, who God called to this great promise of, of being the family that blesses everybody. It was a family that he blessed, and that that was part of the, the promise. I think about the, the story of, of Moses. Moses, who in the Old Testament, he was the one that when the Egyptians were in slavery, God called Moses to lead his people free, and he did. But what Moses tried to do was to try to be the leader who carried everybody's burdens. And in fact, it was his father-in-law who came to him later on and said, his father-in-law Jethro came and said, you can't do this. You need to share some of this responsibility of leadership with other people. Set up systems because you can't shoulder the load. David had friends who would confront him. I think about the prophet Nathan who confronted him about his sin with Bathsheba. I think about his friend Jonathan um, who, who their great love and walk with each other as they could. But of course, when we, we come to the New Testament, it's interesting that when the God of the universe was present in this world, he had friends. He had, he had his, his disciples, um, um, Peter, James, and John, especially were sort of his, his close friends, and, and that he would walk with them. In fact, when, when he was about to go to, to Calvary after the Lord's Supper and he went to go pray, he said he invited his friends to come with him. He didn't want to be alone. He had his disciples. He had other friends. I think about Mary and Martha and Lazarus. This, this story of Lazarus always gets to me because when he finds out that Lazarus has died, Jesus weeps. That this is a friend. And, and Jesus cared for people in an immense way. He needed relationships when he was on this earth. But I think the biggest reason why I see that we need community comes from God and the very image of God we understand as the Trinity that we understand that this trinity is part of God is a relationship and is a community. I think I have kind of a famous icon or image here um, that, that sort of shows this image of, of God. And, and it's the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and they're sitting at this table, and, and there's this unity, but there's also this individuality that, that God is community. And that's one of the things that we believe with the trinity is that is that. As followers of Jesus Christ, we don't just follow Jesus, we follow his Father, God, and we follow the, the Holy Spirit, and that this unity is part of creation from the very beginning. And in fact, in the very, very beginning of our story, it says, it says let us, this is what God says in Genesis 1, let us create humanity in our image. It's not let me create humanity in my image, it's let us create humanity in our image. And so that at the very beginning of our story and before the creation of the world, God existed in relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
And so if God needs community, why do we think we don't? In fact, as I think about part of the pain with Jesus on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's because it was in that moment that Jesus experienced loneliness and brokenness because of what was happening on the cross and the separation from God. And so we need to be connected with God and we need to be connected with one another. In fact, he commands us, and in the scripture we hear these words, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And this is really what I, I want us to think about is, is how, what it, does it mean to bear one another's burdens and, and how does that fulfill what, what Christ has for us? And so we do have a, a variety of burdens that we share. All right, I think some of our, our burdens are, are physical burdens, all right? Um, and so there are times weight that we need help with. Um, so for example, this past summer, we, uh, my family, we moved here. Um, and so we had a lot of stuff, all right? And so it was people in this church who helped us move it into our house when we got here, move it out into our garage, and then back into our house when we got here. That's a story for another day. But those are physical burdens, I remember when my wife and I, we moved to Kentucky, um, and so we moved, and my parents helped us move all our stuff into our storage unit, and then about a month later, we finally got to move into the place we were living, and so it was just us, because we really didn't know anybody that was there in Kentucky, and I just remember the physical strain it was as Heather and I moved all this stuff, just the two of us, and, and it was kind of towards the end of the day, and, and we were unloading stuff, and, and thankfully, um, our, we, our like, internet guy came, and, and so like, he was a young guy, and my wife was sort of spent and tired. And like we had the mattress, and the mattress is kind of the worst thing to move because it's awkward, right? And there's not a good way to hold it. And I just remember being so thankful when I asked him, like, can you help me carry this burden? And he's like, yes. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because like it was that last little bit. And so sometimes we have these physical burdens. We have things we cannot do. And we need people to come alongside and help us physically. And so sometimes we can't do what we used to be able to do. Sometimes we may not be able to do a particular physical thing, and we need some help with that. We also have financial burdens that we carry. That sometimes there, there are things in our life that, that, that exceed our ability to do them. It may be because we grew up in a system and in a setting in which we, we came from poverty, and, and, and we have this financial burden to be able to go to college or do other things that we're not able to do. Or maybe we've had the life event or experience that, that kind of came out of the blue and that surprised us. And, and so we, we have these financial burdens. And in some ways, as a church, we, we do this really well. I, I've, I've heard of your generosity towards people as they struggle with um, various challenges, expect, especially unexpected. Um, but also I see it when we have like wedding showers, right? There's a financial burden to, to living together and to starting this life. And, and so we throw a wedding shower or we throw a baby shower. And that's one of our ways of sort of relieving this financial burden or pressure. There are emotional burdens. As I, as I think about this service, uh, I think about the emotional burdens that some of us are, are carrying. Um, again, I don't know your story, but I know that you have one. And my guess is, based on my experience of being around people all these years, is that we're all carrying something that weighs us down emotionally. And one of the best things that we can do is have people that we can talk about it with. Um, I remember a poem that I read uh, one time, and it, it, there was this line. It's, uh, it's about a family eating dinner together. And it says, but saying it out loud helps. And sometimes that's what we need is just to say it out loud and to sort of release it to somebody else. 
But then we also have these spiritual burdens. We, we, have, these, we have these spiritual issues that can weigh us down as well. Um, and, and because I think we all struggle with sin. Um, we, we all have sinned, and we all fall short of the glory of God. And so it's interesting that before it says, bear one another's burdens, in verse 1 it says this, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And so bear one another's burdens is, is really in the context of bearing one another's sins burden and the spiritual burdens that people struggle with. And so this is something that I think is really important for us in the church, and I think it goes back to that third point of shame, is that so many of us have experienced shame because there's things that we've done, there's things that we've said, there's things that we thought, and we thought, and we've believed this lie, is that if people really knew me, they could never love me. If people knew what I thought, if people knew what I did 20 years ago, if people knew what I did last night, there is no way that they could ever love me. And so what happens is, is that in the church, we, we do this thing, and there was a group by the name of Casting Crowns, and they had this song called the Stained Glass Masquerade, is that when we walk into church, we have to feel like we are perfect, all right, and that, that everything is going well, all right? And so we go around, and somebody says, how are you doing? And we're like, oh, I'm doing good. And you're really like, no, not really. I'm doing awful, but I'm supposed to be doing good, so that's what I'm going to say. And so what, what I think God needs us to do is we need people who, are, who will bear our spiritual burdens as well. And so for me, um, and, and, and I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, um, for me it comes down to this regular confession of sins. And so uh, about three years ago I, I read this book called The Band Meeting um, by a friend of mine by the name of Kevin Watson. And, and in this he talks about this old Methodist practice called The Band Meeting. And so tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, I'm going to talk to my friends, Bill and Chris. Um, and Bill lives in Ohio. He's a pastor up there. Chris uh, lives in Indiana. Um, he's active in a church. We all went to seminary together. And, and when we journeyed through seminary together, we had some highs and we had some lows, and we walked through this together. And so every Monday, we get together and we ask these questions, awful questions, but wonderful questions. The first question is, what known sins have you committed since we last met? And what happens there is the first time we met, it had been years since we had met. So we had a long meeting that first go-around. But every week we're, we're saying, what, have, what, what, what sins have I committed? Where do I know I haven't been Christ-like in the world? And we ask other questions. How have you been delivered? How have you been tempted? And then how have you been delivered? Is there anything, whether you've thought, said, or done, where you're not sure whether it's a sin or not? But the last question to me is the doozy. It says, what do you desire to keep secret? Because there's stuff that we desire to keep secret that, that, we've, that maybe we've done or maybe that we've said that we thought, gosh, if, if people knew me, if they knew how I, how I treated my, my, my animal when nobody was around, if, if people, if they, if they knew about the abortion I had 30 years ago, if they knew about the struggles that, that I had, if they knew about my thoughts, my impure thoughts, could they really love me? And so the experience that I found with, with Bill and with Chris is that the answer is yes, they still love me. They are terrible people, you all. I know exactly what they thought, and they're terrible. But so am I. And there's no shame in this group anymore. There's no fear. There's no pride. Because it's all been broken down. 
And so we don't have to come and confess our sins to everybody, but we have to rely on other people. God has created us for community. He's created us to bear one another's burdens, and we need one another. And so I'm going to invite Larissa Thomas to, to come up, and um, Larissa's going to share kind of a little bit about her experience and, and just how um, she's had help with bearing burdens and other people helping her. Good morning. Can everybody hear me okay? Okay. Uh, I'm a little nervous, so sorry about that. Um, Thank you, Pastor Aaron, because I was the rock, and I was so proud of it. Going back to pride, I thought, wow, I can just take anything on, and I just internalize it, and everything is fine, and I'm, I am so strong. Very prideful about that. And then um, on July 5th, my entire reality was shattered. Um, I found out that basically everything that I had been living was a lie, and that is a huge burden. And I tried to pick it up myself because I am a strong, independent woman, and I was going to bear this all on my own. And I couldn't. I could absolutely not do anything. So I was getting a promotion at work, and I was scheduled to start uh, my first day on July 8th. It was going to be a leadership role where I was going to lead a team of 50 people. So I had to humble myself and call my new director and tell her that I was too broken to do this job. And I was, and that was a big step for me. So I did that and she told me that, no, it's okay. We will figure it out together. So that was a huge relief because I didn't have to go to work and pretend like everything was fine. She already knew. And so that was tremendous. But my pride still was very, very strong. I mean, it's been cultivating for many years. And um, I had a couple people give me suggestions of other people to reach out to who were going through the same thing. And I was in denial, and I was like, no, no, I'm fine. It's going to be okay. I, I can just keep stuffing it, and I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm going to do this. And um, finally, one of them uh, reached out to me first, and that just broke down all the walls. And I couldn't. I couldn't keep it in anymore, and I was like, oh, I've got to get this out. This is not okay. So I started uh, learning how to be open and realizing that God was knocking, but I wasn't letting him in. And so he was trying to reach me through other people, and finally uh, I humbled myself and threw pride out the door, and I was like, you know, and I love the, the video where it says, please give me the strength to be weak. That, that is so true. That's exactly what I needed, that I needed the strength to finally be weak. And so now I have a fabulous group of ladies that I meet with on a regular basis, similar to the band meeting that Pastor Aaron was talking about. And there's no judgment. It's just pure love. And even if I'm having a bad day, but somebody comes to me with a bad day, and I'm able to speak life into them and lift them up, that actually turns my day around too. So it's like you're never, you're never a burden. Like sharing somebody else's burden, even while you're working through your own burden, is actually a blessing. And it's really hard to explain, but I promise you it's true. So thank you. Well, well thank you, Larissa. And I think for 
for her and, and for all of us, that's part of the healing process, is to be able to share it um, in that way. Um, and, and to be able to, to walk alongside people in the, in the midst of it as well. Because here's the crazy thing that, that happens, is when, when I'm carrying my burden, it's like this, all right? Now, but, but when, when, I, when I give it away, all right, it's 30 pounds, all right? You guys can be impressed later, all right? Um, when, when I'm carrying it around, it's, it's 30 pounds and it's weighing me down. But the crazy thing is, is, is that when I, when I give it to my friend, it becomes a two-pound weight, and even Joe can handle that, all right? So, so here, this is the way it works, is, is I carry this around and it feels so heavy, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother anybody with this 30 pounds, but it's two pounds to him. And this is the way it is. All right, is that some way God's math is so different than ours. But we think, gosh, they can't carry my 30-pound weight. It isn't 30 pounds to them. It's two pounds. It's one pound. And we give it away, and then Joe gives me his 30-pound weight, and it becomes two pounds for me, and this becomes the life that we're called to live. And so here's what we're going to invite you to, um, is, is that we're going to have these groups uh, that begin in the season of Lent, which starts here in just a couple weeks, called Journey Together Groups. Um, we're working on a little, a little handout that, that we, can, we can give you all, in which we're going to invite you to get with five or ten people, and you're just going to take this journey together during the season of Lent, which goes all the way up to Easter in the middle of April. Now, you have these opportunities probably in your Sunday school class. Some of you may already have these, these groups, but we want to connect you in the household of faith. Um, and so we're going to be asking some of you to step up and to say, hey, I'm willing to lead a group. Um, it may be a subset of your Sunday school class. It, it may be just a, a smaller, uh, maybe there's just some people you sit around and you think, you know what, I'd love to kind of get to know them a little bit better. We're going to take two journeys. We're going to journey through the, the latter, um, last quarter of the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 21 through 28 together. Um, we're going to be doing that on Sunday mornings as well. But we're also going to be taking a journey um, into this kind of experiment of, of asking each other how we're really doing. And so in the, the Methodist practice, there's this band meeting, um, which, which I, I mentioned earlier, but there's also this thing called the class meeting. Um, and this was, a, it doesn't quite go to the same level what known sins have you committed, because that really has to be a big environment of trust. But it does ask this question, and so each and every week, um, when you all meet together, we're going to ask you, how is it with your soul? And so you're going to journey together into how is it with your soul. So you're going to spend a little bit of time in Bible study, a little bit of time in the, in the book of Matthew, but then you're also going to spend a little bit of time journeying together. And it's amazing what happens whenever we take that risk and we ask people. And so we're looking for some people to step up and, and to kind of host a group, um, really facilitate that. Um, really, that means you ask, you you. You set the time and you ask the questions. And hold, the Holy Spirit's the one that leads. And that's always the case. And so if you're interested in hosting a group, and we're going to have some, some training and some other things to help you that way, just you can shoot me a text at that number, 918-212-4942, and just let me know, Aaron, I'm interested. Um, and, and I think that God is on the move. And so this is who we are, is that we are called to bear one another's burdens, we're supposed to be there, as, as Larissa mentioned, and, and, and just that fear, taking that first step. Sometimes the first step is the hardest step, but it's the most important one. But then also we're called to, to give our burdens to Jesus because they disappear in his arms. He can carry all the weight. He took our sin and our sorrow, and he made them his very own. And he bore the burden to Calvary, and he suffered and died alone. He bore the weight 
I, I think about there was this song by a, an artist by the name of, of David Leonard. Um, and, and this album, when I was going through some stuff about a year ago, really just spoke to my soul. And it's called Share This Burden. And I, I think I've got the lyrics here. It says, somebody take the load off of my shoulders. It's too heavy. I can't hold it no more. I wasn't meant to carry this mountain or bury it down in my soul. I was meant to share this burden. So are you a rock? Do you believe that lie? Or do you believe this truth? You weren't meant to carry this mountain. You weren't meant to bury it down in your soul. You were meant to share this burden. And so before we sing our our closing song, one of the things that we want to do here each and every Sunday is provide you an opportunity that if you come with a burden, that you have somebody to go to. And so that's why we have people gathered at our, at our prayer um, sort of walls to be able to pray with people because I don't ever know what a week is bringing in your life. But we always want to have somebody available that if you're carrying something heavy, that you can go and turn it over to them. And so we're going to have just a few minutes of, of prayer. I'm going to invite Reuben to play on the piano. I'm going to invite our prayer team to, to go ahead and kind of come forward and get there. And if you're carrying a burden today, then I want you to come forward. Um, you can pray with Kay, or you can pray with Walt, or um, you can just come to the altar and say, Lord, I need to, I need to share this burden today. And so we're going to have a time of prayer. You're welcome to pray there in the seat. But sometimes I think, again, that courage to take the step forward and say, I can't, I can't carry this mountain myself, and I need to share this burden. So I'm going to open us in prayer, and then we'll have a little bit of time for you to respond however God is stirring your heart. So Lord... Life is hard. Miserable things happen. And Lord, we, we try to, to, to carry it ourselves with the pride just like, I can do this. I'm supposed to do this. The shame, the fear. What will people think? What will, can, they, can they handle this? Will I be burnt again? And so, Lord, I just pray right now for courage for our people, for your people, your people who you know each and every burden that they brought in today. You know the things that they don't want anybody to know. You know the things that they're saying, oh, Lord, please help me. Please show me the door. And so, Lord, we take this time of prayer and we just give ourselves to you. Lord, if people are, should move, may they move and may we trust you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.